welcome to Haunting Your Boyfriend. I'm your co-host, Grace, and this is my boyfriend, Josh, who is the other host. Welcome to episode one. Number one. Number one. That means it's, like, the very first episode. Yeah. So we're... That's it. <laughs> that's what that means. Yeah. So we're still working out the kinks. We don't know where we're going to be, like, permanently, so if you're watching this, I know this setup isn't very spooky, but we're getting there. So in this episode, we are going to be talking about suicide, tuberculosis as a disease, and is there anything else that I'm missing? Ghosts. I mean, child deaths, if that really bothers you. That's about it. But that's about it, I think. So if any of that triggers you or you aren't vibing with it or, you know, it's not your thing. Quit bitching. Shut up. We'll see you in the next episode. <laughs> so I bet you're wondering what the podcast is all about. Basically, I believe in everything except for aliens up until very recently when all the news started coming out that they're real, essentially. And that, that shook me, changed some things around. But Josh over here, what do you believe in? Aliens. Aliens. And that's it. That's nothing it. else. Strictly. No more, nothing else going on over there. He doesn't think any of it's like, yeah, it's, it's been an interesting dynamic throughout our relationship because anything spooky I have always been interested in. I've felt very like drawn to it. I grew up in a haunted house, whereas this guy over here, I don't know what the vibes are over there. You, you think it's like cool, but we're all here. Yeah, but because of that, he doesn't know a lot of the big ghost stories, like the famous haunts and things like that. So basically, I'm going to be telling him stories, and he's going to be giving his commentary, reacting to them, and it's going to be a good time. Also, while we're uh, in episode one over here, if you hear panting, that would be our German Shepherd laying next to the microphone. Um, we spent the last, like, what? Hour. It's been an hour. Hour? Yeah, there yeah. he goes. Trying to get him to just chill out, and he wants to be near us, but he also wants to pant, so... Yeah, shout out to audio editing because that's really the only thing that's going to get it out. So if you hear it, apologies. But my favorite thing about this is that you don't know what stories we're going to be talking about until I tell them to you. No. No. So. Not a clue. He did guess a couple because I was talking about it earlier, like last week, I think. But most of them he doesn't know. So this one I think he might know, but. Most of them you don't. Where's that? Where's it at? So all of the places for like the three episodes that are going to come out at the same time. So we're going to do episode one, two, and three. They're all going to launch at the same time. They're all in or near Kentucky in this region because we currently live in Kentucky. And the thing about it is it's very spooky. There's a it's kind of it's kind of spooky. It's kind of spooky. There's a lot of like legends and there's ghosts and demons and, and yeah, the Bigfoot. Like there's so much going on here. I don't even I don't even know. We have some of the most haunted places in the nation, if not the world, in our backyard. So Josh spent a lot of time right outside of Cincinnati, and then I spent a lot of time right outside of Louisville. And now we're outside of Lexington. So we've kind of had a taste of all of the big-ish cities in Lexington. So I think... In Lexington, yeah. Or not in Lexington, in Kentucky. Not really. 
What other Bowling Green. I bet you Bowling Green is like, that's like hillbilly shit right there. That's gotta be. There's gotta be something going on, yeah. Yeah, yeah but I feel like Louisville has a lot going on. We're also really close to Frankfurt, yeah. and that's like the state capital, so there's a, yeah. lot, a lot going on there. Frankfurt's old. Frankfurt's right. really old. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, because of that, we have some really good things to go through, so the next couple of episodes are going to be really focused on this area, but all of our links are down below, so if you want us to cover a certain story, definitely let me know, and I'll add it to the list. We'll go through all these haunts and talk about them together, and it's going to be a good time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's why we're here. That's why we're here. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so the first one we're going to talk about is one that I actually was talking to him, and I was like, yeah, I bet you can't guess what our first one's going to be, and he guessed. So do you know what this one is, or do you not remember? Oh, boy. Is it Waverly Hills? Yeah, it's Waverly Hills. So, I grew up fairly close to Waverly Hills. My high school was like 10 minutes away from it. And then, when Josh and I actually met, my sister lived at the bottom of the hill. So, Waverly Hills is like, it's a, it's a sanatorium if you don't know. It's literally one of the most haunted places in the U.S. Um, but, it's at the top of a hill that's like completely covered with trees. And you have to go up, like, a winding road to get to it. It's, like, a one-lane road. But my sister lived at the bottom of the hill, so... She never said anything spooky happened. I can't imagine. Yeah. Ghosts can't walk down the hill. That's fair. Mm -hmm. There's actually some theories about that, which we'll talk about one day. Maybe not right now. But there are theories about ghosts, like, having... Limitations? Yeah, having... Their, their transportation limitation? They have to stay on, like, at, like, the altitude that they were... On when they were that doesn't make sense. alive. That doesn't make sense. So like say I mean, dude, the world grows. Like the 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 world grows. Not grows, but like warm mouths. I could be having that backwards though. Well, say that someone digs a basement. That's what I'm saying, bro. Like, the ghost caught will in the just middle, be, bro. Yeah. Like his legs are dangling from the ceiling, and then yeah, half like a little half man in my living room. Yeah. That's a little disrespectful. A little disrespectful. Yeah, I'd be pretty pissed. <laughs> I'd be very pissed. But, yeah, so, that's a thing. But, anyway, do you have any... I've been to Waverly Hills. I did a... The Halloween, like, the haunted house there. But I've never toured it. It was, like, the fun thing in high school is people would book out, like, months ahead to tour Waverly Hills. Like, the actual night tour. And you would, you would have to book out that far ahead to get it in October. Did you... Have you ever been? No. To Waverly Hills? Yeah. No. Didn't you know someone who lived Aunt, there? What's her name who lives down there? It's in her backyard. Aunt, what's her name? What's her name? We went to her house. My sister? No, my aunt. What's her name? Oh, Tom and Tracy. If we went to their house, how did they live out there? Wait, no, that's not... No, she was at Tom and Tracy. You know who I'm talking about. Kathy? Aunt Kathy, she's like really old. She's not my aunt. I think she's dad's aunt. Oh. You know what I'm talking about? Do you have any ghost stories about Waverly Hills? That no. you, anything you experienced? No. Okay. Not that I think of. Not that you can think of? So, when I went to Waverly Hills, I do have a ghost story. Did I tell you? Have I told you what happened when I went? Mm -mm. So, I went to the haunted house probably like two years after I graduated high school. So, I was home visiting some friends and we all decided to go to the haunted house at Waverly Hills. Mm -hmm. So, we went and honestly, I didn't experience anything inside of the haunted house. Um, apparently, I think they were renovating that area when we went through it, 
but it was like not super spooky but after we were standing outside just catching up because most of us I hadn't seen them in like a couple years and we were standing outside everyone else had already left like literally everyone the parking lot was empty except for us right and we were talking about how we wanted to go to Waffle House I remember it and you and Waffle House bro we went to Waffle House all the time in high school. That was the, like, after any event, we went to Waffle House. It, it was a spot, truly. IHOP was for, like, classy things, like homecoming. But Waffle House was for anything else. No, we had Fillmore's. Fillmore's is... Fillmore's was a high school hit right there. That was so far from your high school. It wasn't. It was the road. Technically. It was right... Well, anyway. We're getting off, off topic. So... Anyway, we're talking, and I look up, because the car is parked right in the center of Waverly, like, the front of Waverly Hills. So, there's Waverly Hills, like, the building, right. and then we're parked right in the front, in the center. Okay. So, I look up, and on the fifth floor, which is supposed to be the most haunted, right. I see someone looking down at me. Like a figure. Right. Because, the thing about Waverly Hills, and we're going to talk about the history of it if you don't know, but all of... The front of it has open area because it it was for tuberculosis and what was supposed to cure tuberculosis was sunlight and fresh air. So like all of the front is Imagine. is open. Yeah, they literally right. would tell people to go sit outside in the fresh sit air. Sit outside, you'd be all right. Yeah, that's what they would say. And it'd be like snowing, and they yeah, just sit happens. them outside in a lawn chair. Josh, it was what a bad. life. Just chilling. You had to bur- Your doctor is just like, you got it. That's basically what they say yeah. now. Yeah, <laughs> go, go chill outside. <laughs> That's basically what they say now. Fuck off, go over there. All right, go ahead. Yeah, so I saw someone looking down, and I know that it wasn't a person because the rest of the building was pitch black. Like, there was no flashlight, there was no nothing. Right. And we were the only ones there because mm-hmm. we stayed so long. So that's my experience with Waverly Hills. I'm too scared to tour it because one thing about me is I will research anything... Before you go? I won't go. I will not go. I will research it. I will learn about it. It's so cool, so fun, so fresh. I won't go. Heard that? Yeah. So Waverly Hills um, is a local. Is that it? Yeah, that's it. I'll show you some more pictures. Are there any more on here? I have some pictures for you of, like, sightings and stuff. But we'll get to that. Let's talk about the history if you did not know, oh, it opened in 1910, and at that time, it was just a two-story hospital that was meant to accommodate 40 to 50 tuberculosis patients. By the way, everything uh, from the references that I'm going to be referencing, essentially, mm-hmm. <laughs> all the things that I use to research, all the links will be down below. So, tuberculosis bred in areas that were wet, mm-hmm. and Louisville is right off of the Ohio River, as we know. So, tuberculosis was a pretty big deal, so the hospital was supposed to fix that. It ended up closing in 1961, but quite a bit of things happened in between that and 1961, and then 1961 and where we are now in 2023. Right. So, Waverly Hill was, back in the day, just an area that the mayor at the time, Mayor Thomas H. Hayes, purchased in 1883 as their family home and he made a schoolhouse out of it for his daughter it was popping waverly hills was just like a cute area right the building was always there that building was not always there oh waverly hills is a town yeah so okay, it was okay, it okay. was a school 
for that. For, I think it was like called like Waverly Estate or something. Waverly School. Where the lizards are. Yeah. So he liked it and then he ended up naming the entire property Waverly Hill that had the school on it. So the school was just for his daughter. I don't know how you got into it, like how you got to be a student there, but I'm assuming if the mayor made it and it was in 1883, you probably had to be special of some sort. No, that was probably free, bro. I don't know. A little town like that, daughter's gotta have friends. Yeah, so you had to and be your friend. You own the school. I would, yeah. I would be your friend if you owned the school. Fair enough. I imagine. Cool Basically, the Board of Tuberculosis Hospital ended up purchasing this land, and they liked how peaceful the name sounded, so they kept the name Waverly Hills. Foreshadowing. That was a spooky-ass name. Mm-hmm. That's actually why they think that it's so popular as a as a haunted spot, because it sounds like it's from, like, a comic book. It does. It they think that's sounds like a, yeah. some Arkham Knight cemetery name exactly like it sounds like like and you see it on the gate just waverly hills does it have a gate I, I, I feel like it there. does i feel like it does in 1910 it opened basically tuberculosis spread way more than they anticipated so they were kind of like well shit we have to do something about this yeah, quarantine so the city decided they were going to make a new hospital in the city but they didn't want tuberculosis to spread, and they already had a hospital. Right. So they gave the board of tuberculosis hospital um, $25,000, which in 1911 was a lot of money, rip, yeah. to make the hospital better, which is when it became five stories. It was given all these places. Like, it had so much. 25000 got them three more stories? Mm-hmm. And it's huge. Like, I just showed you the picture it's of it. It's like a cathedral. Yeah. So, in 19... Big Mac now. No. Yeah, they can get you maybe one semester of school. For you, yeah. What kind of car can that get you? 25000 Yeah. Not a... I mean, a used one. Any kind of used one, really. What about a new car? A new car? A Nissan Sentra. There you go. You can get yourself a Nissan Sentra. They got yeah. themselves a cathedral building that's massive. Mm -hmm. So basically when all this was said and done, it became about 130 patients big. So they had everything in there. They had advanced care. I think the fifth floor was actually for advanced care. But also, I'm kind of going back and forth. Sorry guys, I have ADHD. Anyone who knows me kind of knows this but while it was being built you know that they just had tents on the hill where they put all of the people that could not fit in the hospital so they just put them in tents. Well, med tents was big back then you gotta think the red cross all that mm -hmm. kind of stuff also they had a children pavilion just for children but the spooky thing about that is tuberculosis was um what's the word i'm looking for contagious contagious yes yeah so if your parents got it what well, where would you go? They put you in the children's pavilion with the sick children. If your parents got it? Yeah, if your parents got it, there was they would... Oh, bro. So the kids would get sick. Leave me on the street. Yeah, that's um, what would happen. It was kind of bad. Yeah. One way to put it would be shitty. So they literally, these kids that weren't even sick didn't have anyone to watch them. So the nurses had to like kind of babysit them while taking care of sick kids. And they ended up 
getting sick. That's what they do, bro. Like, hey, Timmy. Oh, frog just croaked. Your dad's gone. Well, they were sick too, so it's. Ain't nobody paying for your food no more. <laughs> I wonder how that worked. Like, if you had to pay to be there. You probably did. It's medical. It's the USA. Yeah, it's medical, but I don't know. Anyway, in 1961, they kind of, you know, had an antibiotic come around. Thank God, you know. Shout out to that, whoever created that. The medical field. The medical field, yeah. So Shout out them. Shout out those guys. So there wasn't enough patients to keep it open. So they sent them to Hazelwood Sanatorium in Louisville, which I have no idea where that is. Never heard of that. And they closed in June of 1961. But in that time that they were open, let's talk about some of the horrific things they did. They would try and put balloons in their lungs to give their lungs a quote-unquote break. They would take ribs out. They would take muscle out. If you got to the point, that was like a last resort, but you couldn't survive. What does that fix? Because your lungs are so tired because tuberculosis goes out through your lungs. So they, they would either try and make more space in your chest or they would try and give your lungs a break. They would purposely collapse lungs to try and give them a break. That's so weird. And a lot of times people didn't survive. Like, it was actually really horrific. If the tuberculosis alone was not enough, mm-hmm. that got Well, you. it was probably like a research facility where they like, That's the thing is, it was so big. It was early. That it was early, it was early and it was so big that a lot of research was kind of done there. Because what else are they going to do? Like, they have the space and the patients. Like, they were trying to learn how to cure it while they had live patients who had it. So it's not like they could test on animals or whatever. They had patients and that was it and it was spreading. So yeah. They had to figure it out. So all of that horrific stuff. Another thing that I'm probably going to talk about, I have pictures of it, but they didn't want to lower the morale of the patients because they thought mental health was super important and they didn't want them to feel like they were going to die. So they have a 600-foot body chute that's an underground tunnel that they would put the bodies down and it would go down the hill to the train tracks. Like a slide? So, like, if you die, you get to go on the slide. I don't really know if they... It was like a... They said it was like a train system where it was like a... Like, they propelled them down. A train system? Like like a mine cart type. Kind of. Type B. Throw them in yeah, the cart. But you can go into the body chute now. You can go into the tunnels and go into the body chute. Oh, you can walk it? Yeah. Not the whole thing, I don't think. But isn't that wild? It's free. It's free walk. Yeah. So but I don't see how that boosts morale, though. <laughs> They're just like, if you die. Well, because they weren't telling patients. Got like, a slide. They didn't want to have to bring them out. The... <laughs> we got a slide. That's what I'm saying. We got a slide. <laughs> you get one dime. No. That's it. They didn't want to bring them out the front, like, wheel them out in front of our patients. So it was super secret. So I don't know if they would have told little Timmy if his dad died. I bet they would have. They did. You're out on the streets now. You're out on the streets. No, but you know how Hmm. big... They had their own zip code. That's how big Waverly Hills was. And they had all of the things that the nurses and doctors would need, so they didn't leave. Like, they did not leave Waverly Hills. Like the doctors and stuff? Yeah, they like they had food, they had everything they could possibly leave, so they weren't allowed to leave. Just stay there. Yeah, because it was so bad. Makes sense. 
But anyway, there's some more history to talk about. In 1962, they opened it as a geriatric center. So they tried to do, it was kind of like a research area for specifically older patients who had dementia and mobility limits and mental issues of some sorts. Right. It was understaffed and overcrowded and they had a lot of cases of patient neglect. I heard some rumors, I don't know how true they are, about doing tests on patients, like research on patients that was not great. So it was closed by Kentucky in 1982. But for 20 years, there was patient neglect that is definitely confirmed, and they were overstaffed, which if you know anything about under overstaffed, or understaffed, understaffed and overcrowded, Nursing homes or geriatric centers. It's, Imagine. It, it's very bad. Like, that's an issue even in today's time. And it's, yeah, I would it's say that would not be a little great. bit of a problem. Not great. Cause a ruckus. Yeah. So, Simpsonville, which is actually really close to where I grew up, um, one of their main developers, J. Clifford Todd, bought the hospital in 1983 for only $3 million, But he and another architect wanted to convert it into a prison. But they dropped the plan after all the neighbors said they didn't want a prison there. Right. So then they wanted to convert it into apartments. You can do that. Like, You'd rather not. Yeah. But they wanted um, Jefferson Fiscal Court to buy 140 acres of it, which I don't, I don't remember how many acres it is, but it's huge. It's a lot of acres. People don't realize. It's a lot. Yeah, that's, that's how it's big it is. It's a lot. So they wanted. Jefferson Fiscal Court to buy 140 acres, and that would give them 400000 which would start the apartment project, and that fell through. So I thought this was really interesting. In 1996, a dude, I can't remember. Okay, so his name's Robert Alberhosky. He bought Waverly Hills and wanted to build a big Jesus statue, like the one in Rio de Janeiro. You know what I'm talking about, the one on the hill? Yeah, bro, it was in uh, 22 Jump Street. Yep, I think. And in the Killers music video for uh, when you were young. There you go, see? I think, I think it was that Culture. Yeah. Yeah, so they wanted to build that on top of Waverly Hills and make it the tallest statue, I think, in the world. I'm Definitely in the United Jesus. States. You're thinking of Korean Jesus? Korean, because they're the Koreans for my bad. Joshua! My bad. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> they wanted it to be the world's tallest statue of Jesus. And then they wanted to add arts and a worship center in the part of the sanatorium. So basically, Jesus would be on top of it, right. and then arts and the worship center would be in it. Yeah, kind of dope. So in order to do this, they would need $4 million, which would have just been the statue. That wouldn't have been anything for the old sanatorium, but they were going to transfer that into a chapel, theater, and a gift shop, which would cost them $8 million. And guess how much they raised? Fifty bucks. Three thousand dollars. Three thousand that ain't much. No, they wanted to raise four million. Yeah, but they didn't want anything there. Yeah, so they were only able to raise three thousand, which you got people telling you we don't want nothing there, and they're just like, oh <laughs> They're like, let's make the world's tallest <laughs> statue of Jesus in the world and you're gonna pay for it. Oh, you don't want a prison? Jesus. Let's go the opposite. Yeah. <laughs> Basically that happened and they were forced to shut down the project in December of nineteen ninety seven. Which was not that long ago. That was 25 years ago. 
So then in 2001 was when the current owners bought it, Tina and Charlie Mattingly, and they hold tours there as a haunted, and then they have the haunted house. So they had a first owner to have some sense to them. Yeah. I mean, yeah. other than the original who Ooh, yeah, yeah, used right. it to save people, right. but also... Another thing that I found out is the number of people that died there varies based on the articles I found from 6,000 to 50,000. That is like a huge... That's a difference. You, I would go with 6,000, honestly. I, I saw 6,000... think 6, about 000. the ratio, dude. They said it was, what, 140 people that were in that building, 130? At a time. At a time. Over the years, there's no way. It's 50,000. Yeah. I saw 6,000 more, but I saw 50,000 enough times that I was like... Com- I, would say 50, I would say 6, 6,000. That's, a, that's yeah. a good logical number. Yeah. So, apparently the money from the haunted house and the tours are going towards restoring all the windows and the interior. I feel like a lot of people broke that stuff. They did. Like, when I was a kid, you used to go to a man of houses, and if you couldn't get a way in... Well, it's really easy to break happened, into. You, break you just in have window. to go up the hill. And they yeah. talk about that a lot, that even now, it's like people break into it all the time. I bet. Because it's, it's just... It's a spot. Yeah, and there's not... If you go up there, it's like woods. Right. And then the building. Like, there's not really any security going on. So you could easily... cameras and stuff. I mean, yeah, but... You spend $4 million on a building. I'm putting at least a ring on that thing. You know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah, I mean... I don't know. Do they not want to catch anything, though? Because if you put a ring on, you're going to be... You're going to be getting friggin' fifth floor... Your Whoa, fifth no, floor camera is just going off, going off, going off, going off. On the front door, really, or squat, you never know. Yeah. No, that's the thing, is they also had squatters there at one point. I don't know if they still do, but it was a huge squatter place I for bet, a while. Right? That would be a lit spot. Place. Especially in the winter. That's what they should do with it. They should just make a... A homeless shelter? Oh, yeah, it's a homeless shelter. Okay. Not a shelter, but like a... If you, you want to stay there, you can. It's got some ghosts, but... <laughs> it's on you. So, I thought you would think this is interesting. They had a music festival there. Yeah. In 2007. So it's extreme metal and metal core. So tell me if you recognize any of these bands, because I didn't. Job for a Cowboy, The Acacia Strain, Hate Breed, Shadows Fall, Chimera, Guar, Cameo, Lamb of God. There's Lamb of God. That's everybody. And The Number 12 Looks Like You. I was number 7. Do you know any of those? Oh my god. I didn't know them. That's like, so, a, like, a, like a very popular one. Yeah. They don't think that... I'm not that, into that kind of shit though. I, I mean, mean I'm not, not big time, but it's good. I'm not. I mean, I've done my fair share of punk music, but I've never been metal. Right. Anyway, basically, they said festivals are probably never going to happen there again because like we mentioned, After it's that one, in the yeah. middle, well, it's in the middle of a neighborhood. Like, there's neighborhoods all around this hill. Right. So everyone was just like, bro, we didn't want a prison because it would be loud, even though it wouldn't really be loud. Like, it would be a distraction, quote-unquote. And y'all put in a metal music festival. Yeah, that was probably not the best idea. So, so let's put a Jesus statue here. Psych, Lamb of God. Yeah. So let me just list some of the shows that the sanatorium has been on. Uh, Scariest Places on Earth, Celebrity Paranormal Project, Ghost Hunters, Most Haunted, Paranormal Challenge, Ghost Adventures, which I'm a stand for Ghost Adventures, Zach Baggins, Call of the Wild Man. Bro, that's fucking Turtle Man. Have you ever heard of him? Really? Yes, Call of the Wild Man. Of course I've heard of him. I didn't know that was him. Turtle Man. Ghost Asylum, Paranormal Lockdown, 
and super. It was mentioned on Supernatural. It also was on BuzzFeed Unsolved. I bet BuzzFeed does everything. Yeah. So that's the history of Waverly. Are you spooked yet? I'm exhilarated. So let's talk about some of the ghostly things. So that's a picture of them sitting outside, getting fresh air. They're sleeping. They're sick. They're getting They're fresh laying air. Down outside. They're on death's bed, Josh. They're dying. Turkeberkulos. Put me in a wheelchair, no Jones, dog. I can... No, they just moved. Their... I'm just looking at the ceiling. <laughs> they just rolled their beds outside in the middle Damn, of winter. It feels good. And there's the nurses watching them. Yeah, heard that. Yeah. So when Ghost Avengers, like I mentioned, Ghost Avengers is my favorite. I'm a stan of all of them. Everything they do, I just. I vibe with it. It's like my comfort show. But when they went in 2010, they captured EVP recordings and video evidence of a shadowy figure emerging from one of the rooms. So that is one of the first sightings we'll mention. So I'm going to read this little excerpt about spookiness that happens here. A big summary. Spooky. So it says the hospital soon gained a reputation for being haunted. Don't look at it. I can't read that. I'm blind. Okay, fair. And stories began to circulate of resident ghosts like the little girl who was seen running up and down the third floor solarium, the little boy who was spotted with a leather ball, which is a really common one, the hearse that appeared in the back of the building dropping off coppin coppins? Coppins. coffins, the woman with the bleeding wrist who cried for help and others. Visitors told of slamming doors, lights in the windows as if power was still running through the building, strange sounds and eerie footsteps in empty rooms. Other legends told of a man in a white coat who was seen walking in the kitchen and the smell of cooking food that sometimes wafted through the room. A number of people had reported footsteps in the kitchen, a door swinging shut under its own power, and the smell of fresh baked bread in the air. Perhaps the greatest and most controversial legend of Waverly Hills was connected to the fifth floor of the building. This floor of the old hospital consisted of two nursing stations, a pantry, a linen room, medicine room, and two medium-sized rooms on both sides of the two nurses' stations. One of these, room 502, is the subject of many rumors and legends and just about every curiosity seeker that had broken into Waverly Hills over the years wanted to see it. This is where, according to the stories, people have seen shapes moving in the windows, have heard disembodied voices, and if the legends are to be believed, have even jumped to their deaths. 502. Yeah, that's what I thought was interesting. If you guys don't know, the area code of Louisville is 502, which is, I think, just a spooky coincidence. coincidence. But it is spooky. spooky. So I think it's the most haunted room in there. The math still not making sense to me, bro. 140 people, 150 or 520 rooms. I mean, the thing is, the nurses and the doctors also had to have rooms. Right, but if they're understaffed, there's not that many fucking nurses and doctors, you know. I don't know. Here's a, a story. According to these stories, a nurse was found dead in room 502 in 1928. She had committed suicide by hanging herself in the light fixture. She was 29 years old at the time of her death, unmarried and pregnant. Her depression over the situation led her to take her own life. It's unknown how long she may have been hanging in this room before her body was discovered, and this would not be the only tragedy to occur with a connection to room 502. That's spooky. It's probably because you couldn't live here, or if you didn't, you couldn't leave. Yeah. In 1932, another nurse who worked in the same room jumped from the roof patio and plunged several stories to her death. No one seems to know why she would have done this, but many have speculated that she may have actually have been pushed over the edge. 
There are no records to indicate this, but rumors continue to persist. So somebody did jump. They or don't fell. know. Or fell. Yeah, they don't know. Spooky. So there's no records that prove any of that happened. Right. And then there's also some conflicting accounts of how the woman managed to hang herself. I'm not going to get into that because it's literally like, what did she, like, how did she hang herself? And it's kind of graphic and not very fun. Not that any of that is even remotely She fun. had like a grappling hook and she already had it wrapped around her stuff and jumped through it, wrapped. Jesus Christ. Imagine just the logistics if you're by yourself. How are you going to do it? Yeah, that's what they were kind of trying to figure out. But some people say that the stories were verified by a former staff member who died in 2006, John Thornberry. Volunteers helped restore the building. Basically, right. most of that was done by volunteers. Right. And they all said they experienced ghostly sounds, heard slamming doors, saw lights appear in the building when there should have been none, which I've heard a lot lights turning off and on. Right. Had Probably objects. Little, yeah. I thought there wasn't power to the building. There's power to it. How do you think? How do you think they would do the haunted house? The ghosts. Well, they said they seen lights <laughs> turning on and off, as if the power was still yeah, running to the building. It is now. Oh, but it wasn't before. Well, I mean, I don't know if there was power back when, back when, but now when they're doing the restorations, yes. Okay. Okay. Makes sense. Makes sense. Yeah. Okay. Um. They also had objects thrown at them were struck by unseen hands, saw apparitions in doorways and corridors and more. God, the hands. Yeah, so apparently the most common thing from all that I've read is people seeing apparitions. So seeing shadow figures. Right. Which is spooky that that's the most common thing because I feel like that's not very common in ghost hunting. With seeing them? No, yeah. it's usually like hearing them. Like or on a little feeling machine them. that goes... You know what I'm talking about? EVPs. Out of the box, bro. The run they, they turn that thing on. And like, it's like throwing radio signals out. You know I know what you're talking about. Ghost box. Spirit box. Spirit box. There you go. So I'm going to read a story, and this is an actual person's account. This isn't just like, oh, so-and-so said this. So now we're going to get into like the actual accounts. So this is a person who visited in, in 2002. So that would have been one year after they purchased it to make it spooky. Right. So... It was a dark and stormy night. Ooh. Setting the scene. It's all good. Yeah. Do you hear the airplane? Mm -hmm. Just setting the scene. After meeting with the owners, we went inside and started our exploration of the building. The building was almost silent. All that I could hear was the sound of our own footsteps, our hushed voices, and the drip of rain as it slipped through the cracks in the roof and splashed down onto the floor. I was given the full guided tour and saw various rooms, the treatment areas, the kitchen, morgue, and on and on. We climbed the stairs to the top floor and I saw legendary room 502, as well as the lights of Louisville as they reflected off the low and ominous looking clouds that gathered above the city. I can't say 502 with like a spookiness to it because I just think of all the, the SoundCloud rappers. The SoundCloud rappers. And even Bryson Tiller who's like, yeah, from Louisville to Lexington. I'm from the 502. Which, you know. Mad respect. That's right. We claim Bryson Tiller, but I just can't like People. the numbers kind of just like you know ruin for me. Heard that. Anyway, Continue. back to the story. The only floor that we skipped over was the fourth, but my friend explained that this was the only floor in the building, building, building for which the entrance was kept locked, and he had saved it for last. When we finally arrived on the fourth floor, I got the distinct feeling that something strange was in the air. I make absolutely no claims of any psychiatric psychic ability 
whatsoever. But there was just something about this floor of the hospital that felt different than any of the others. What had been nothing more than just an old ramshackle and broken down building suddenly seemed different. I can't really put into words what felt so strange about it, but it almost seemed to be a tangible presence that I had not encountered anywhere else in the place. Right away, eerie things started to happen. So I said the fifth floor is the most haunted. Maybe it's the fourth. It's one of the two. We had entered the floor in what I believe was the center of the building. What are you clicking? It's driving me slightly insane. Spook Cooper. Okay. Maybe. Thank you. Whatever. Okay. Behind us was a wing that I was told was not safe to enter. Sections of the floor had fallen in, and this area was off-limits to tours and visitors. The strange thing about it was that both of us clearly heard the sounds of doors slamming from this part of the building. I can assure... Ooh, <laughs> I can assure the reader that it was not the wind either. The wind was not strong enough that night to have moved those heavy doors, and this clearly sounded as though someone was closing them very hard. When I questioned my friend about who else could be up there with us, he explained to me about how unsafe the floors were in that section. I investigated on my own and determined that he was correct. There was no walking around on that part of the fourth floor. I switched off my flashlight and we walked down the corridor using only the dim, ambient light from outside. The hallway runs through the center of the building and on either side of it are former patient rooms. Beyond the rooms is the porch area that opens to the outside. It was there where the patients were placed to take in the fresh air. There was no glass ever placed in the huge outer windows, which has left the interior of the floor open to the elements ever since. On this night, the windows also illuminated the corridor, thanks to the low-hanging clouds that glowed the lights of Louisville. We walked down through the dark and murky corridor, and I began to see shadows that flickered back and forth. I was sure that this was a trick of the eye, though, likely caused by the lights or the wind moving something outside. But well, was where the corridor angled to the right that I got a look at something that was definitely not a trick of the eye. Spooky. And, yeah, I'm going to explain it to you now. It's okay. going to get spookier. Explain. explain. In order for the reader to understand what I saw, I have to explain that the hallway ahead of us continued straight for a short distance and then turned sharply to the right. In the early 1900s, most institutions of this type were designed in this manner. It was what was dubbed the bat wing design, which was meant that there was a main center in each building, and then the wings extended to the right and left, then angled again so that they ran slightly backward like a bird, or bat, or wings. You, you get the... Mega trap. It goes like this, and then it goes like this. Heard that. Boop, boop. Mm. Directly at the angle ahead of us was a doorway that led into a treatment room. I only noticed the doorway in the darkness because the dim light from the windows beyond it had caused it to glow slightly. This made it impossible to miss since it was straight ahead of us. We took a few more steps and then, without warning, the clear and distinct silhouette of a man crossed the lighted doorway, passed into the hall, and then vanished into a room on the other side of the corridor. I got a distinct look at the figure and I know that it was a man and that he was wearing what appeared to be a long white drape of what could have been a doctor's coat. The sighting only lasted a few seconds, but I knew what I had seen. That's pretty spooky. What do you think about that? People walking around. Trick of the eye? Probably, honestly. I mean, you go into a building that you're like, oh, this place is haunted. You're probably going to think you're seeing shit all the time. I wonder what actually haunts it. Like, obviously, patients are going to haunt it. For sure. sure. But I really do wonder, like... I would feel bad if the doctors were stuck to haunt there. I would feel bad if the... Well, they had to stay there. I would feel bad, honestly. And they probably also got tuberculosis. They did. I would feel bad for yeah. anyone who had to haunt there because your you life... That I don't know if you're trapped, but... You were trapped there when you were there. Yeah, but... Fuck that. I'm all like, the damn, things I'm you... all the time. Fair. 
that out of all the things you did in your life and you're gonna be stuck somewhere where you died and had tuberculosis, like you probably like you could have lived this beautiful life on this beautiful farm. That's what I'm saying. And you're, now stuck, you're, now you're stuck at Waverly. I'm trying to remember the name of the little boy. I got wrong guys. Timothy. Is it Timothy? I don't know. No, I think it actually is. Hold that one out. Cause I'm trying to remember he rolls the ball. Like, that's why so many people roll balls, because he's said to roll them back. He's, like, one of the most famous ghosts there. Now you roll a ball down the hallway, he'll roll it back? Mm-hmm. That's spooky. What if a demon does that? It could be. I mean, Tricks a lot you. of times... It makes you think it's him. Make it yeah. this little town when it's actually Jim. So, counting. this is a picture someone took. There's no one in front of them. I'm going to show him a couple ghost pictures. I might be too spooked to put this on the camera, but you can look at the links. I will link... I don't know. The ghost stuff, like, like in the description. there was nobody right here? Yeah, there was no one right there. And that's, it's in the shape a of a human. I mean, it is, but... But what? <laughs> I don't know, it could be anything. It could be, like, dust on the camera or something. In the shape of a human being? I mean, you never know. Edited, it could be edited. Are these the pictures you're going to show me? Mm, just this one. That That's another one where there's no one in front of them. Oh, shoot. All flabbergasted. There is one? Yeah. That looks like someone walking. No, this is That's one looks, a leg. I see what you're saying. Like, that's a leg, that's a leg. Like, they're going in that direction. Yeah. Um. Yeah, but again, it's so fucking blurry. Well, yeah, they're not full apparitions. I know, but everybody's got 4K cameras now. Hell, your phone's got one. When did this come out? These are all pictures of ghosts. I didn't even look at this. I don't know what they See, that one's dumb, bro. He's just circling the fucking window. He's like, look at this window. See, that's the big thing. People like that ruin it. Yeah, I did, um, for another one that we're going to do soon, I included ones where they debunked some things that other people did, and I thought that was super interesting, and I knew you would like that. Yeah. So I included it for something else. That's terrifying. Please exit out of that immediately. <laughs> See, that is definitely photoshopped. Please back out. Like, Josh, I'm. that's going to haunt my nightmares. It's a face. Yeah, that's a face, but it's literally him. There's a light behind him, and he's taking a picture. That's his shadow. It, that's a of caption. the wall, brother. I mean, okay, that's enough of that. I would yeah, okay. like to never see that again, respectfully. I'm going to go through some of the paranormal activity, and then I'll show you another picture. Okay. I also... For haunted places that are this famous, TripAdvisor has some good accounts on it, like their reviews. Mm -hmm. So I pulled up a couple reviews. This was, I think, Ghost Hunters? Yeah, Ghost Hunters. Like, the show. They made a PDF of what they experienced at Waverly Hills. So that's Waverly Hills, an aerial picture of it. Right. That's all of the patients getting fresh air. They would just roll them out and, yeah. Kind of a good idea, honestly. Like, the way it was built. This is the back of Waverly Hills. So I guess I was parked in the back, because I was parked, like, right here. Right. But, here's the paranormal activity they experienced when they went. It was during the live Halloween special that Jason and Grant captured a video of a ball that appeared to move on its own and roll 16 feet across the floor. So, Timmy. That was a distance. Yeah, unless they brought their German Shepherd. Strange voices and noises. Steve and Tango caught an EVP of a distinct growl in the nurse's ward. That stresses me out. 
Jason and Grant caught three overlapping voices on a recorder saying things like, yeah, I, I see them. Steve, Tango, and Britt caught EVPs of light female moans inside the body chute, which the body chute is also nicknamed the death tunnel. I farted. <laughs> so loud. It spooked me. That's the spookiest thing about this episode. Did you just do it again? I did it again. I'm getting so spooked. Okay. <laughs> Amy conversed with a spirit through knocking after strange sounds were heard in the nurse's ward. During an investigation on the fourth floor, Steve felt something grab his leg. Could you imagine? Yeah, I wouldn't feel it, but yeah. Oh, that's fair. You don't. See, maybe that's why Josh doesn't believe in ghosts. He doesn't have feeling in most of his body. That's probably. I'd say a good amount of. I don't body. know if that has anything to do with ghosts, but. Well, if a ghost tries to grab you and you can't feel it. I mean, yeah, that's true. And you're missing like one of your senses. It's going to be a lot harder to. Spot to see them ghosts. and hear them. I don't know, like, it's going to be harder to feel them touching you, and if that's one of the main ways they communicate. No, bro. Flashlight. Anyway, after getting responses from what she thought was a child spirit, Amy felt something touch her back on the fifth floor. Shadow figures. A dark shadow figure, referred to as Creeper, is seen crouching in corners. When approached, it will often stand up and scale the wall. Ceiling, absolutely not. See, that is why... Yeah, that's creepy. That's why I don't visit these places. That is creepy. That is why I will read about it and you will not see me in attendance. I would never sleep again. Walks up the wall. Could you... That makes me wonder, though, like, if something had that much death and sadness and heartbreak, did it attract something demonic that lives there? That now just lives there? You could have. That... Is what spooks me. It's spooky. Because I'm, I'm really not scared of ghosts. I'm scared of demonic entities. And you can't really tell the difference. Yeah, I guess. Like, to the untrained eye. An angry one's a bad one, and a nice one's a good one. Yeah, but they can trick you. Well, yeah, but they ain't getting nothing. What would they get? Exactly. Why would they need to trick me? You'd just be like, hey, bruh. At the end of the day, they're dead. I'm not. If it was a demon and a ghost, like, you know. Demons were never alive. Okay, well, at the end of the day, I'm a physical person. I have heard something that someone said that ghosts can't touch you and demons can. Makes sense. I don't know how true that is. Yeah, that's not right. I feel like ghosts can touch you, too. I would say, yeah. Or, like, ghosts can't harm you, but demons can. Yeah. I don't know, though, because I've seen people get scratched and shit before. Yeah. Could have been a demon. Anyway, I mm, gives me the gives me the ick. Demons give me the ick. <laughs> anyway, Grant witnessed a full body shadow figure on the fourth floor. When he tried to chase the strange figure, it disappeared. Brit and Adam saw a shadow figure hiding in the morgue. Hiding. Keyword. Thermal images. Jason and Grant captured thermal imaging of disembodied legs, possibly of a child crossing a corridor on the second floor. The same night, Steve also caught a similar thermal image of legs walking next to him. Imagine. Just the legs. Imagine. Just the legs. Apparitions. Multiple apparitions, including child patients and doctors wearing lab coats, have been spotted throughout the property. One camera caught something fly across the ceiling of a hallway. The entity seemed to come out of one wall and disappear through another. Nick Harry Potter. So now we're on to TripAdvisor. This was the number one... First one that popped up when I went on TripAdvisor, it says, my husband... a ghost dog. Yeah, pictures of real ghosts and even a ghost dog. That 
I have questions. My husband and three friends joined me for an opening all-night ghost hunt 2017 season. The staff was friendly and professional, and we were allowed to ghost hunt on our own, which is what I prefer and how we got our best evidence. We got all kinds of pictures of ghosts, orbs, and shadow figures. We didn't make it the whole night, mainly because it was 20 degrees, but we did get some amazing evidence that ghosts are still walking the halls of Waverly. See all the pictures we got? Go to my Facebook page. No. So this is spooky. This is the one where they said there's a ghost dog. That's a person, that's a kid, and then there's a dog next to them. Sure. So that's the body shoot. That's also the body shoot. That's the body shoot. It's dead ass. Like, there's the steps, and that's a slide. Slide them down. And you can go down it. Like, you can walk up and down it. Yeah, I bet. You bet? Man, look at them old ass lanterns. Yeah, that's back in the day. There's the gargoyles. And those are all Timmy's balls. All Timmy's balls. Five with you. Room of death. There wasn't anything like super spooky other than the first operation. I will say the logo for Waverly is kind of dope. Like that's like the the logo. It looks like one of those like uh one of those girls' backpacks. You know what I'm talking about? That are usually like, like black with uh, white polka dots. Mayor Bradley. Yeah. The monogram. Like the circle, yeah. I'm not gonna lie. Their marketing team slaps. Like their website slaps. Slays. Mm. Okay, that's enough of that. Yeah, that's really it. Um, and then I pulled one other one. Witness unexplained phenomenon, 100% worth it. We did the eight-hour overnight private lock-in experience for my bachelorette party. Imagine. I have always gone on ghost tours and studied paranormal investigations of others, but this was our first time running an investigation ourselves. It was awesome. Investing the time into the eight-hour private lock-in investigation was absolutely worth it and completely special. Staff was very helpful and gave us freedom to roam the whole facility. Jenny, our host, was an absolute professional and ensured we had access to everything we needed to make our investigation run as smoothly as possible. Our goal was to extend compassion and fellowship to the young and old residents who lived there and died in the facility, to honor them with the attention and the energy of the living. We explicitly had no interest in reaching dark entities like the Creeper or any other malcontented spirits or entities that were not open to communi communion, grounded in respect and play. Took us a while before the light spirits felt comfortable showing themselves, but we experienced some legitimate phenomena. Phenomena. We could not explain on the fifth floor and fourth floor for several hours. We also felt we received knowledge from the building itself and the vault archives via tarot. I thought it was interesting they felt comfortable enough to do tarot. I would not feel comfortable enough to do that. Bachelorette party, Grace. Yeah, but in a place where you know that there's bad spirits. I wouldn't do I wouldn't do goat. I wouldn't do tarot anywhere where there's ghosts because that's not something that you do to talk to ghosts. It's something that you do to talk to your higher self. Or like your your guardian angels or whatever. So you know. Anyway, they also did um, they did three separate forty five minute sessions on the fifth floor with EMF, spirit box, Estes, okay. method, and tarot, and felt we were communicating with a human like intelligence. This is such a special place. We are very thankful to the spirits of the Waverly for letting us inhabit their space with them for the night and to our gracious host Jenny for being such a valuable resource throughout the evening. Hold on, pause. I just thought about this. I just thought about this. Imagine you're going to your friend, your friend's like, hey, come to my bachelorette party. And you're like, awesome, where are we going? And they're like, we're going to go do tarot at Waverly Hills. We're going to go to Waverly Hills. We're actually going to do the Estes method and you're going to be the one who's blindfolded and has to talk to the spirit. Can you freaking imagine? Which, guys, if you don't know what Estes... Estes method is, it's when 
you're blindfolded so you can't see anyone, you have noise canceling headphones in so you can't hear anyone, and they're playing different radio frequencies, and you just say what you hear. And they're asking you questions. Well, they're not. That's pretty crazy. They're not asking you questions. They're asking the ghosts questions, and the ghosts are responding through you. So imagine being the person that has to do that in Waverly. I feel more comfortable being the one that's blindfolded. Why? You can hear their voices. Oh, yeah. Because a lot of times they say, like, oh, the voice, like, actually represents the entity. So, like, or spirit. So if it's like. Luna, you're panting so loud, Bubba. Well, you're being aggressive and being mean. I'll just take the headphones off. All right. You like getting a chance. You lost your it's chance. It's really hard to do. You lost your chance, guys. I gave you a shot to talk. Uh, well, I think... That's it. There is a, one more thing I did want to say. Hold on. Let me pull up my notes. So, most say that it's difficult to get evidence on TripAdvisor. I wanted to say that if you go on TripAdvisor and look at all of it, mm-hmm. a lot of them are saying it, but I noticed a trend... That the ghosts really don't interact with you unless you're alone. Right. So on these tours where there's like 30 to 50 people all walking around making noises, they're not coming out. Right. Like there was one that I read and I wish I would have put it on here. But basically they went on a tour with 30 to 50 people or whatever and they weren't getting anything. So they asked their, their tour guide if they could go somewhere private and they put them in a private room and they immediately start getting stuff. Right. So, I do, yeah, they just don't really fuck with, like, big groups. I don't like it. So, yeah, guys, that's it. How do you feel about Waverly Hills after hearing this? Did you know, did you know anything about it? No, not really. Did you know, like, tuberculosis or anything, any of that? I did tuberculosis part. That's about it. How do you feel about the ghosties? Yeah. If we're going to be at any spot, that would be the spot to be. Yeah. I mean, everybody dying there. Did the pictures make you feel some type of way? No. No? Because none of them were clear. Like I said, it's... They're not going to be It's 2023, Grace. There's aliens and shit, so... So there's bigger things We should have some fucking clear quality pictures, you know? I mean, I'm sure we do. I just don't know if we do for Waverly. Right, exactly. But just reading that situation. Just reading, yeah. Mm -hmm. But that's it. That's all, folks. That's all, folks. So, yeah, this episode is going up, and at the same exact time, two other episodes are going up, so you can binge the podcast. Don't forget to follow the links down below. We have an Instagram. I'm going to be building a TikTok shortly, a YouTube. Follow on all platforms. Whichever one you're listening on right now, go ahead, hit that follow. Leave a rating, a review, or a like if you're on YouTube. It helps us grow. I have another podcast, so if you want to check that out, I'll leave the link down below. It is all about becoming your best self as a woman in your 20s so it's called that girl i'll link it down below do you have anything you want to plug really that's it yeah you can find us on our instagram you can find us on the youtube the i YouTubes. guess maybe it's not old now the youtubes i'm on the youtubes yeah and I'm, I'm gonna be making some reels and stuff to put on tiktok so it's gonna be fun reels to put on tiktok I, is not reels correct that is YouTube. no YouTube shorts reels. go on youtube Reels go on Instagram and Facebook. My bad. Yeah. That's it. Get it right. Okay. But that is all. Thank you so much for listening to our spooky podcast. This was more tame. I think we're still trying to figure out, like, the layout of it. But I think it's going to get more spooky as we go on. And I figure out how to add to the vibes. Will you stop? I'm spooked. I told you. I'm going to leave that in. Go for it. I thought it. Yeah. That one was aggressive.
We're good. We're good. All right. That's it. Yep. We upload every single Monday. I will see you in next Monday's episode. I hope you have a great week. Well, I guess I'll see you in episode two and three. And then I'll see you in next week's episode. Love y'all so much already. And that's it. Stay spooky.